Perfect. All right. I'm here today speaking with Tim Knowles. Thank you so much, Tim, for joining me today. You're welcome. It's good to be here, Tracy. Yeah. And I would love to know, I've spoken to your wife, Tanya. So we have a bit of a background about how you got to Samford, but where were you born? Uh, so I was born in a place called Stockport, just outside of Manchester, uh, mm. in the middle of the middle of the UK. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I lived in Cheshire, which is kind of, when you look at the UK map, it's off to the left. Mm-hmm. So kind of on the border of Wales. Um, yeah. Little kind of remote village, uh, population of about 900 people. Oh, that's small. Yeah, very small kind of rural village. That's 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 going on about, no, I reckon mine was 200. So I reckon I've got you there. <laughs> okay, Got sure. you there. And, but I was like, maybe it was not. No, it was about 200 people where I grew up. So it's small, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty small. Uh, lots of mischief to get up to as yeah. a kid. Uh, and lots of space. And lots of space. So mm. much fun, like running around. There was no computers back then. That's so, right. Yeah, it was just a, a really great time. Um, yeah. My dad always lived about 40 minutes away from work. He always figured a 40-minute commute was acceptable. So although he worked a big corporate job, we lived in the country. So, yeah, we kind of had the best of both worlds. Yeah, fantastic, which yeah. is which is why you landed in Sanford. Absolutely, Cause yeah. Because I believe that's what we've got too. I come from the Riverina, which is um, wide open skies, and the little village was 20 to 24 kilometers out of the town itself as well so it's um it's just really nice to have a bit of space but still be connected yeah absolutely it's the exact reason we chose to sort of live in this area when we moved up to queensland we originally hit redcliffe and redcliffe was nice you know Mm. it was ocean it was different from melbourne uh you know we wanted to experience queensland but my roots are more country and living out here with the mountains and the yeah. space and the birds and the animals. It's just absolutely perfect. Yeah, it's good for the soul. And yeah. you can drive to Redcliffe. It's 35 minutes away. Yeah, it's pretty close. <laughs> if we, if yeah. we need the beach, uh, yeah. and actually if we climb up that mountain and you look um, towards that direction over there, you can see you the can whole see. of Morton Bay, Morton Island. Go. It's, it's a great view if you're willing wow. to, if you're willing to climb. Yeah, we're sitting in the same spot as we were for Tanya's recording, looking up at um, in Cedar Creek, looking up at the beautiful mountains around us. So, what made you? You're in marketing now. Is that what you did when you left school? No, when I first left school, I. I started working just like in a factory. It was actually a bacon factory, <laughs> which you, you, the things I saw should probably have put me off from bacon. Yeah. But, you know, I still, I still enjoy bacon. It's okay. I was going to bacon. Anything um, really put you off bacon? Sorry, vegans. Yeah. So I, I had, um, had a few sort of jobs in kind of like industrial environments, some very mind-numbing jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like what, a rite of passage in our age though, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, look, it's a definitely experience that I gained, but I luckily had a, a break. Somebody was willing to take a chance on me in a corporate environment, having only had um, sort of industrial work previously in factories. And yeah, I I started this company selling um, advertisement space in council brochures. So whenever somebody submits a planning application, they get a folder with their paperwork in and this advertising space on the folder. So Mm -hmm. I had to essentially just pick up the phone directory and call call through people. Um, I didn't really enjoy that job. It wasn't 
the company didn't seem very ethical. So I actually moved to a different company who were absolutely ecstatic because they enjoyed taking people away from this unethical company (laughs) and bringing them to themselves. Oh, nice. And I actually worked in the sales department for a very long time and I was no good at sales. So they just moved me into the marketing department and they trained me up, uh, did courses, uh, you know, produced all of the artwork for them and kind of learned from the ground up, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some uh, great mentors in the company which helped, you know, direct my attention and give me quite positive feedback, um, which helped me kind of develop. And the courses that they sent, on, uh, sent me on were just brilliant you know they were exactly what I needed uh, to learn to produce in the job so Mm. it was it was kind of a great experience and really it's just kind of gone from there just um, pretty much self-taught experience Um, as I as with everything in my life it's experiential learning yeah isn't it and what um what do you love about marketing The thing I love about marketing is its simplicity. When people say, oh, I'm not sure how to market my business and X, Y, Z, there are certain things in marketing which just never change. Mm. Marketing is a communication tool. It's the idea of taking an idea in somebody's head, pushing it across through a space into somebody else's head. Hopefully then they duplicate exactly what that is. And that's the simplicity of marketing. It's just simply a communication and that will never change yeah the mechanisms of how we do things like facebook and google ads and everything like that yes of course there'll all be always be new things but essentially it's just a communication tool Mm. and the thing i enjoy so much is how much creativity you can just get out of that one simple thing is how do i communicate this idea to another person in a way that makes them feel good or makes them take an action so there's so much power and so much uh scope in that one simple thing Mm. and yeah yeah and it's just been the one thing that's kind of driven me i've had to produce artwork for a a range of um companies you know forklift chunk uh training companies uh you know warehousing medical and every time you approach the design you have to take a step back and sit in the customer's shoes Mm. so not in the person i'm doing the design for what's the impact going to be for the actual customer and i developed a great skill of being able to sit in somebody else's seat and imagine what their thoughts are like and then translate that into what they need in the design and what they need in the marketing and into the wording so it's kind of a skill that i've developed over time and it's and it's an invaluable skill because as a business owner you don't often have that as a business owner you have what it is that you give like i can talk about trauma and therapy thinking that everyone is sitting in the wheelhouse and some people look at me and their eyes glaze over because they just have no idea of what I'm talking about so it's really understanding it's that bridge from I know I can help these people but how do I help them to understand what it is that I actually do without um, alienating them yeah absolutely Um, it's a very very good skill to have because a business owner will often come to me and I'll ask them a a simple question who who is your target market and they'll they'll make assumptions because they've been in business for 15 years doing exactly the same thing and they make assumptions that was true maybe when it was first made 10 years ago but things change and having that ability to just say hey I might be wrong 
it's hard sometimes for business owners to do. So I have to kind of bridge that gap and say, okay, how about we just look at it from a different perspective now? What's changed? You know, mm. how can we better uh, impact this market and deliver something better for these customers? Yeah, because customer retention is one of the primary things that we deal with in marketing and the best way to retain a customer is just to keep them keep them happy deliver yes. what it is that they need and want that's going to make a considerable impact and difference in their life yeah 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 beautiful and that hasn't changed no in all <laughs> the years of marketing that's what i was saying to tanya before i'm like there's so much that change that's changing what hasn't and that's what as business owners we really need to consider and remember yeah. um, because sometimes we think we're way behind but there are core things that we need to consider and uh, remember um it how did that come into your world that's a little bit different to marketing isn't it yeah so d in my life those two things fused uh, over and, and over like with marketing and it um as i mentioned earlier my dad ran um a corporate job mm -hmm. he would held several managerial positions in a big uh, tobacco company in the UK. Yep. And they always gave out the latest technology to him to use at home. Uh, so I had access to it from a very young age, you know, age four, and I had these uh, big, big computer systems at home, uh, which then, once we got the newer stuff from the company, he would then donate those to my primary school. And they were very grateful because yeah. they had nothing, and suddenly there was a computer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but that one's old. You should see the one I've got at home. Right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, at school, I was always ahead of people because I was already into programming and code and things like that. So when I got to school, I was very bored because in the, in the class, the teacher was doing um, traffic light programs to do red, amber, green. I was already way ahead of that. I, <laughs> I was always already writing systems that was able to connect to the teacher's computer uh, um which you know as you can imagine uh you know the fun and shoes from that point didn't go down well <laughs> no so i i didn't learn a lot in that but that's only because it didn't challenge me yes so from a very young age there was always technology in the house and this was back in the 80s this was sort of late 80s mm. um so in that way i'm i'm quite grateful for <laughs> for my parents um and to have that opportunity and i kind of used that throughout my uh, job in marketing as i came into that because i had to start writing uh, mobile apps uh, and things like that and also creating in-house systems for the company to take uh, like marketing databases and communicate individualized messages to them. This was way before things like MailChimp existed yeah, and things yeah, like this. Yeah. You know, we had to create these systems yes. from scratch. Yes, we still had dial-up internet people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those <laughs> it was were, a thing. It was a real thing. <laughs> those were the times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had to use IT, but I had to approach everything I did from a consumer perspective. Mm -hmm. So instead of just making a program, which I was technically able to do in code, I then had to think about the marketing aspect of that too. So I'm like, okay, it's great that we've got this cool little fancy widget and it does this, but how is it gonna be used? How is it gonna change yeah. the person? What should it look like? What's the most impactful way to present this? And normally in these companies, that's two different roles yeah. because it's two different headspaces. Yeah. You can't be a designer and a coder, but for my job, I had to learn to do both. Yes. So I'm an odd fusion of, of these things. Um, 
which benefits our clients really, really well mm. because everything I do when I make a website or I make a mobile app for somebody, it's all with that view of who's going to use it at the end of the day yeah. and how, how frustrated are they going to be. Yes. And, and that's right. And I was just thinking if you go to an app developer, they're not usually a marketer. No. So, and if you go to a marketer, they're not usually an app developer. So you've got a real, um, a really unique set of skills. Yeah. yeah, I, I heard a, a comment from uh, a business mentor we went to see. He was up on stage. I can't remember exactly who it was. It might have been Dale Bowman or Kerwin Ray. I can't remember. Um, but he said something like, "You don't go to a website designer to get a website built. You go to a marketer." to get a website built. And I yeah. thought, that is genius. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use that. And I've occasionally won a sale on that too, um, benefiting from that sentence. And I thought, it really makes sense because a website designer can make a very pretty website. Yeah. But if it doesn't convert and it doesn't produce any inquiries, then it's just something pretty sat yes. out there on the internet. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And... Um, I'm really excited to get into the topic of AI. Yeah. When, when were you first introduced? Because that's, that's another part that's changing the game of, of your business and what you're able to deliver for clients as well. When did you first figure that one out? Yeah, well, I actually got introduced to AI, again, back in this company that I was doing the marketing for. Um, they... They did fax marketing, sending out uh, messages uh, via via the fax machine. Yes. Uh, there, there was old <laughs> old machines. I remember. <laughs> you remember those? <laughs> yeah, I don't think fax machines exist anymore. Other than they will come through to an email, so there's no clunky machine with paper and toner and yeah. all of that. But the company. Uh, did fax marketing for clients. They would call up and they'd say, okay, I want to send out 10,000 faxes to um, cleaners that are in the, you know, Frankston area or something mm, like this. Yep. So we would, uh, we would come up with the artwork, we'd find the database, we'd filter it down, we'd send it out. But the company that actually sent the faxes physically, we'd upload their system and we'd get a log file back and they would occasionally block numbers and we'd get some very odd, entries in these log files and the business owner said we need to preempt this so that when the salespeople are talking to clients and they give an approximate number that we could deliver that that figure is actually pretty accurate because if we sell 10,000 faxes to somebody but we only can deliver 5,000 because 5,000 of those numbers are bad yeah then it makes us look back we've got to give a refund to the client so yep. the business owner said look we need to figure this out Tim, this is your job. <laughs> Off you go. So I actually... That sounds like your wheelhouse though. Absolutely. Were you excited when they said that to you? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was great because I already had uh, a team member that I'd hired to do the work that I did. So it allowed me the project scope to be able to sit back, not in the day-to-day -day running, and just create something. And what I created was a, something called a machine learning system. So machine learning is connected to AI. It's not quite the same thing, mm -hmm. but it it's in the same sort of uh, feature feature list, right? So what my machine learning system did is it took this raw data from uh, the from this provider, 
brought it in and it ran analysis on these numbers. How frequently did we get this particular code back in the log file for that number? And they had different codes for different things. So I created a system that would learn and adapt and modify the salespeople's data accounts based on these log files. So I was actually introduced to AI, this was probably about 12 years ago. Um, and it's kind of fascinated me ever since. And it's sort of been on the back burner because there hasn't been a huge amount of public request for it. Mm. But in the last nine months, that's kind of exploded, so as you will months, have noticed. Yeah, nine months is, is the sweet spot. I just noticed it was, it was there and people were using that word, chat GBT. And now I know what to do when I hear that word, but um, which is refer them to your courses. Um, but yeah, it, it just kind of, it came in and it came in quite, um, what's the word, aggressively, I would say. It felt yeah. very aggressive when it came in. And, yeah. um, and it, it's really interesting because it brings about the same, I think it brings more fear than excitement because there's more ignorance around it than anything else. Yeah, that's definitely true. I think it's also true, if you kind of take that same concept, you can actually apply it to everything. People are generally fearful of the things that they don't understand. Yes. And they have some default reactions to that. Yes. It can be ignore, it could be attack, it could be intrigue, and, and on and on and on. You know, people can choose many different reactions, but... I think some people are going to just choose fear and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and some people are going to choose attack and that's okay too. Yeah. Um, it's coming no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> it's in your life now and you don't even know it. Um, but yeah. And so for you as someone who was, um, has an awareness and an education around this, how, did, how were you when it's kind of nine months ago hit and it, it started to come? Well, I was I was excited, um, but also still with a little bit of fear too. You know, it's something new, and how's this going to grow? Um, so I started to sort of dive into a bit more code, uh, sort of open up that book. I had a, a big gap from coding and and anything like that because I became very much why reinvent the wheel? Yeah. Let's just pick a product. Uh, there's already thousands out there. Uh, let's just choose one of those and grab that. But with that comes a lack of customization and specific business needs. And you always have to weigh up the difference between, you know, should I do this? Should I not do this? Is there a definite benefit from it? And I think when I looked at AI, I saw the scope that's possible to really save time in people's businesses for which they can use that however they want. They mm -hmm. spend more time interacting with their friends and family and children, which is what I would like. That's something that I wish for myself. Um, or they can spend that time doing more work, yeah, doing better work, doing, connecting with their customers yeah. on a deeper level. yeah. And that's the kind of scope that I saw when AI was really getting going, when ChatGPT was sort of really pushing the boundaries and started to push out their marketing and people were getting awareness. I'm like, okay, yep, there's something big coming. I'm not sure what it looks like, but it's... It's coming, uh, yeah. and I, I want to ride that wave, not only because I can, but because it's there's so much enjoyment in there. I like creating things. Mm. That's what I'm passionate about. Um, I'm just quite happy to sit there talking ideas with people uh, for days on end. That would be ideal for me. Yeah. But that doesn't pay the bills. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and creating a solution to their m marketing problem or website problem or something like that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think while businesses often run the same, you know, they have um, account systems, they have sales systems, they have customer outreach systems. There's things in business which are very, very similar in each business that you see. But the awesomeness of dealing with the marketing for it is that it is entirely unique to that business because they're reaching out to a very specific avatar in a very specific way to solve something in their brand voice. Mm. It's them, it's their personality. And it's great to be able to let that shine. Yeah. Especially when somebody's a little bit nervous and they don't, like, oh, I don't know what to be seen. It's like, okay, it's okay. We'll just put you out there. We've got you, we'll hold yeah. you, we'll hold you. Um, so yeah, it's really nice to be able to infuse that and bring that um, to each business, yeah. that, that creativity and that expansiveness. Yeah, expansiveness. I think that's a great word for it. Um, I was saying in the last podcast with Tanya that I can now notice people who use AI um, and I can tell where they're at in their AI journey by the posts that I'm reading. And if people are using AI and I know they're using AI because I know who they are and I can't tell, that's when I know that they've gone to another level and I know that they've done a course on AI, they understand it more um, because if you're just kind of uh, testing out AI and you jump onto ChatGP because it's free and you go write me a post like this, you're not going to get the same results and it's going to look very um, uniform. I can literally go through my feed and go, that's an AI post without even um, having to read the post just by the way they put the emojis in <laughs> like yeah. a t the titles and the emojis and the emojis through it i'm like okay that's ai yeah and uh but so i think the key understanding for people and what i see a lot and what i talk to people about a lot when they're really afraid of ai and they go you know it it doesn't speak in the way that i do and it's like no but it can and that's kind of where your training comes in so you don't have to use it but if you would like to get time back, boy, it's a great tool to have and it can absolutely speak in your voice. Yeah, absolutely. And when you use the ChatGPT, you can get your own brand voice in there, but how you get the brand voice in can be a little bit challenging. Mm. So people often don't do that and they think, oh, that bot sounds sort of like me anyway, so I'll just use that. Yeah. And as you already identified, you can easily tell, yes. especially when there's the emojis in there. Yes. Um, but yeah, you can absolutely write in your brand voice. And that comes back down to one of the core marketing principles is consistency. So yeah, you could go onto ChatGPT, you could train it in that thread to understand your brand voice and maybe write a blog post. And then you post that post. And then a few days later, you come back and you do the same thing, but it might be slightly different. And the key thing with marketing is that consistency. Yeah. Just be consistent. It often even doesn't matter what quality you show up with as long as it's consistent. Yeah. It can be consistently bad or it can be consistently good. As long as it's consistent, <laughs> it's, you'll get a result. It's better than invisible. It's, it's better than doing nothing, isn't it? Absolutely. It's definitely better than invisible. Um, and one of the things I like about AI is that it can bring that brand voice and that rapid content creation to a business where previously it just didn't exist. Previously, you might spend eight hours writing a blog post of 2,500 words. 
because you've got to go away, you've got to do the research, you've yeah. got to look at the SEO, uh, all of the keywords, where is it sitting in your marketing plan? You know, is this the right time? Is it the right audience? There's many questions that you've got to answer before you throw out a blog post. Yeah. And a lot of people, they kind of have this shotgun marketing approach. Oh, I've got this idea, I'll write a blog, they put it up, and then they write another blog a few weeks later, but it's in a different style. Mm. So we're going back to that consistency thing again. The idea they have might be great, but if you have a tool at your disposal where you could drop that idea into, it could create the content, but more specifically be super consistent with your exact brand voice and the way that you communicate to your customers. That in itself is worth its weight in gold. Yeah, and it's giving it to you in three minutes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there's, there's systems that you can set up on here that can actually monitor your competitor's blog to see whether they posted anything in the last week. If they have, it can then look at that content. It can then go away and do its own research on Google to see which pages are ranking uh, in the top three positions for that. It will then take those three pages and look up associated keywords that you might be able to rank for, go away, write the blog post, <laughs> and then output it. Wow. And, and all in how long? That would take approximately two minutes. Yeah, and it go. runs automatically. Yeah. So you don't actually have to do anything. It yeah. will just email you a new blog post yep. based on what your competitors are writing. Yeah. So, and that's something as a marketing company that you would have done manually for clients previously, looking at what's out there, going and searching keywords. I've done a, an SEO course and it was it's, it's time consuming. I would go into the competitors and I learned how to open their website and have a look at what the keywords were and yada, yada. So you would go and you're trained to do that in SEO, but AI is already doing it for you. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that's the advancement that we're kind of seeing. Mm. You know, it's saving me time. It's saving customers time. Yeah. Um, but you can kind of use a fusion of the tools too. So where in the past I would have used an SEO tool called SEMrush. Yes to do the research, I can still use that tool to get keywords that I might want to rank for, but I can take an export of those keywords from SEMrush and drop it into AI and then have it write a blog post for each single one of those just automatically. So I might have a list of 10 keywords that I want to rank for. Yeah. And I can have it produce content in minutes. Yeah. That would take days of of work. I mean, think about it. In the yeah. old days, we used to hire people and there'd be several marketers in a team that their job was to just do things like that. Yeah. A just whole person. Blog post. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's, it's, 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 um, once I did your course on AI, what I learned was I need less staff members. I need people who are proficient in AI now. It's like, it, it's here. It saves so much time. It, if you get your prompts right, which is a whole craft in, in and of itself, which is why doing a course is so important. If you get your prompts right, you don't have the, um, the disconnection to just sit and try and explain it to a human staff member and then they go away and do it and then you come back and you see if it's right. That can all be done in literally a couple of minutes. And so it's done so much for me to just give me back time. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's phenomenal phenomenal for doing that. Um, I think with AI, 
the power of that time saving and what it can give back to each business is just incredible. Yeah. What will you create with that time you've got now? Yes. What goodness will you make now? Yes. Um, well, I've created whole new courses thanks to it. It's it's freed up enough time for because what it did was it gave me time back so that I got into expansion mode again. What I wasn't doing was I wasn't stuck in the daily grind of right now I've got to get this out now I've got to get that out, which would take me days to do the admin side of my business. Sure. And it's given me back that time, which means my mind was able to expand to a point where I was able to create something new and get to all those things that I'd set aside going, oh, when I get to it. So it actually has enabled me to really look much bigger and look at how I can really expand my business um, with what I've got now. I, I don't have to go and hire 10 people to do it. I can actually do it hiring someone like you who's got an AI um, experience and focus because I know that what you're delivering is 10 times more efficient maybe more than 10 times we're being generous <laughs> we're not being close to generous. like I'm being generous to the people who don't use AI by saying 10 times um, what you can deliver with your knowledge as far as marketing is so much greater than um, than what we could do before what we could do a year ago yeah absolutely <laughs> and it's so great to hear that feedback from uh, from the course uh, mm -hmm. and how much you got out of it and where you are now with your journey and what you're able to do. And that's really the whole uh, point of the course. It isn't to show you prompts that you can copy and paste because that has no understanding in it. AI, as you said earlier, is here to stay. Like it yeah. arrived aggressively and suddenly it's here and now we've got to deal with it. That's yeah. our responsibility Absolutely. now. It's not our fault it existed, but it, we it's our responsibility yeah. to deal with it. Now. Absolutely. And if you're not engaging with it, then you're not a part of its creation. Absolutely. Um, which is actually why I, which was, which was the big instigator for the course. So I'll, I'll take a little moment here to explain it. I'd, People kept saying to me, try ChatGPT, you've got to try it for this. One woman's like, I wrote this letter to my mum and dad to tell them they need to get to Australia and use ChatGPT. It was the best email I've ever written in my life and they're coming to Australia. So it was like, I was like, oh, wow. And then somebody else said, you've got a daily podcast. You can generate ideas through this. Have a look at it. So I started using it and then I got really frustrated through the functionality and then I went listening to podcasts and I heard something where it said at the moment AI is like the a three-year-old child um, but it's as smart as Einstein so it's a three-year-old child but it's got an IQ of Einstein and it's still learning so if you sit back if you're a heart-led consciousness um, person who wants the world to be a better place Get in and engage with it now because it's learning from everyone who's interacting with it. That's what it's doing. So that's why when I saw your course, I was like, I'm in. Because it was like, if I sit back, I cannot complain about what happens to it because I chose to actively ignore and sit back and wait and watch. So as soon as I heard that, you have a chance now. Like right now is the moment where it is learning and it is growing and we get to have a say because it is listening to us. Yeah, absolutely. Not like in the bedroom, but listening, <laughs> to us, listening to us as we interact with it through chat prompts. Let's just make that clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks for that clarification. <laughs> um, yeah, I think 
the main benefit of doing of doing the course is that what I'm teaching you isn't how to make a meal. I'm teaching you how to fish, and mm. that's the important thing moving forward. Yeah, AI is learning from us, and it's very early in its development, and where it goes, who knows? But and nobody knows. And nobody knows. That's the other thing. Yeah. So we've got that beauty and that excitement and that wonder to uh, unfold in front of us. But definitely the skill is actually how to write your own prompts. That's the thing that I'm trying to teach you with the course. And it sounds like you've absolutely nailed that because what you've just described to me is how you've taken it and you're now thinking with it in different ways and you're implementing it in other places in your business, which we didn't discuss in the course yeah and you're finding ways to use it and save yourself time and be more efficient and that is just the absolute uh pinnacle of uh, an outcome yeah from from doing the course and that's really what i want to teach because you know probably in a few years time writing ai prompts will probably be on the course curriculum for every school well it won't be because education is so far behind but it True. should be <laughs> it should be yeah well may- maybe one day they'll catch up but i definitely i definitely see that as being a teachable skill uh, sometime in the future occurring in schools just like uh, typing on keyboards on on computers eventually came into into play as well so learning those skills in this early advancement is literally just going to give you the head start that you want over your competitors because you'll be thinking with it instead of copying and pasting prompts you'll be using ai to solve challenges in your business instead of saying oh i don't know how to do this i don't have a prompt in my little notepad that i can copy and paste and you don't go out and look for one but if you can if somebody can come to your desk and ask you a question and you don't know the answer but you know that you could find a way to get the answer how are you going to get that yeah I usually use AI. I've almost stopped using Google now <laughs> for explanations because mm. I can just go backwards and forwards and keep asking those questions, get in an answer. If I don't understand something, I can say, hey, I didn't understand that one little bit. And we'll just take a little sidebar, understand it, and then we'll go back to the main thread. So yeah, yeah learning how to prompt is definitely one of the biggest skills. That's what I see as being the valuable thing. Yeah. My understanding is... Um, AI is not going to take everyone's job. AI, people who understand AI are going to take over all the jobs, most of the jobs. Absolutely. That's 100% what I believe too. Um, Nobody's going to replace anybody, but you will 100% be replaced by somebody who can use AI in that role because they can solve problems using AI that other people can't. Mm -hmm. And that's a business advantage. So yeah, we'll probably see some job reductions and maybe less hiring rather than firing. But yeah, there's huge companies out there which have stopped hiring and they're just repurposing their staff with AI because they're going to get more, more out of that staff member. And more importantly, the staff member is going to feel more productive. Yeah. And I know for one that if a staff member feels productive, they've got a high morale and they produce better work. Absolutely. So it's Absolutely. benefits it's, all uh, around. Yeah. What I found, um, the other thing I, I did for my business was it took the blocks out. When I was like, oh God, I've got to do this. I really want to write this course. I just, I'm really blocked on this. I don't know where to start. Or I've really got to get these three documents done. And I just, you have those... Um, procrastination moments where you're like oh I'm just not going to do it because my brain won't think that's where AI has helped as well I've just gone oh my god I can ask AI to give me a 
give me a um, like a can you write it for me and even if it's incorrect which a lot of times because my prompts weren't great when I first started it removes the block because it shows me what I don't want <laughs> which is just as valuable as what you <laughs> yeah. do want sometimes it's like no yeah. I don't want that which means I now know what I do want therefore yeah. I'm unblocked and I'm in the flow again of getting the work done yeah the, yeah it's great for removing that kind of writer's block when you're not quite sure what to write or you've written something and you're not sure whether that kind of flows with the rest of the document and things like that so yeah, yeah I use it for brainstorming things uh, all the time yeah um, both for work and personal yeah um, th there's many many things that we can just do just a really smart friend to talk to to tell you cool things yeah and it's gonna just get smarter in fact um although i don't use chat gpt um i do follow what they do yeah and they're doing some pretty cool things right now one of the things that they're working on is a kind of um, image search and a voice search mm -hmm. so the image search you'll be able to take a picture of something anywhere in your environment and then ask questions about it and, and query and prompt and things like that so yeah and, and not just what is it but go deep into yeah yeah and the technology of figuring out what is in a picture has existed for ages. Google have used that for many, many years. Yep. But now they've combined the power of AI with the image. So now you can start querying the image itself. So let's say, for example, you were building something and you weren't quite sure uh, what construction materials would be best. You could take a picture of it and you could ask what's best here, uh, what's going to be uh, flame retardant or what's going to be waterproof or mm. something like that. Um, and if you're just a, a DIYer and you're not a professional, then that could be really helpful because it would save you money yeah. uh, going to Bunnings. And it will um, give you the plans and it will show you this is exactly what you can do here. 100%. Yeah. Oh, God. You know how much I do on YouTube when I don't know how to do something, living on a property, going, I'm not sure how to do that. An American would have made a YouTube video about that <laughs> bet. And I go in and bless those Americans, they will make YouTube videos about everything. So that's a whole new ball game of being able to, to do something because it will be more specific to where we are as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and they're working on the voice search as well. So you'll mm. be able to just speak into your phone and, and essentially verbalize your prompt, um, which I don't know how that's going to work. Whether It'll be clunky to start <laughs> It'll with. It'll be clunky to start with, <laughs> I imagine. But yeah, we'll, we'll get used to it. We've had voice search in Google again for, for many years. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a new thing, but having an AI-powered voice search. Um, yeah, it's a different... It, yeah. yeah, because it, if you're driving along and you've got uh, safely a hands-free kit yes. that you're talking on, yes. um, you could be asking questions in a in a two-way conversational format, which you just don't get with a Google search. Yeah, you that's get, right. You get one result. Google searches talk to text. Yeah, more than an AI. I think will will be actual an actual conversation. Yeah, so the, there's huge advancements uh, coming through. Um, I see all the code. I'm in the sort of developers uh, forum from all, all of these things. And the advancements that I see coming through are, are huge. You think what we've got good is good now. It's yeah. going to be absolutely phenomenal yeah. in probably just a few months. Yeah, the, the, the change. Well, it it's goes back to the three-year-old Einstein thing, doesn't it? When I heard that, I was like, oh, my God. This is not just a program. This has mm. already got an intelligence and it's just going to keep growing. And, yep. and yeah, so it's incredible. And I was saying in the podcast with Tanya, I was like a social media manager wasn't a job 10, 15 years ago. It didn't actually exist. True. Prompt engineers did not exist six months ago. 
No, that's yeah. right. And uh, and now prompt engineer salaries can be going anywhere from 120,000 a year to 180,000 a year yeah. in Australia. Yeah. Um, and a prompt engineer is literally when you look at the little box and you ask a question, you are literally engineering a question. It is learning how to ask good questions. Absolutely. That that's that's a prompt engineer. It's learning yeah. how to ask good questions. Yeah. Imagine being paid $180,000 a year for asking good questions. I know, right? And that's why I don't believe the education system will catch up any time too soon because they'd have to change so much of what they're doing. But it really, as a parent, it really makes me think about how I support my own son in his education and what's really important there. So um, this is all amazing. So how can people connect with your course? Um, so the course is on Eventbrite. If you search for Turbocharge Your Business Growth with AI, um, the upcoming courses will be available on there. Um, we are just redesigning uh, the new website, which will be launched pretty soon. Uh, and that's going to feature the courses all over there. But for now, uh, if people head to Eventbrite, um, then... And what are they the, called? Uh, turbocharge Your Business Growth with AI. Turbocharge Your Business Growth with AI. And have it all in the show notes as well. And what's your web address? Uh, it's yourmarketingspecialist.com.au. Fantastic. And, um, and you're local here in Samford, but you can really work with anyone in the world. Yeah, we've worked with people in, in Spain and the UK and the US, uh, mm. you know, as long as you're willing to get up at two o'clock in the morning, you can work in any time zone. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But I feel um, I was really grateful to have somebody local that I could, um, because it was AI, I thought I actually want to sit in front of a real person first to, to edge my way into this. Mm. Um, but what I've been able to learn in a short period of time has been amazing. And I'm not a, um, I'm not a dive in tech person. It's not, Mm. It's not um, natural for me to do that. I'd, um, you know, rather be riding a horse. But it's uh, when I heard that podcast on you get a you get a choice, you get a say in how it's grown. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take and do my part. I'm gonna take responsibility for my part, and I'm gonna do my part so that wherever this thing ends up, I can say I was there. I did my part. The rest. It's not up to me, but I, I did my part. And so that's what I would encourage people to do. If you haven't heard about AI, if you're worried about AI, um, just, you know, buy Tim a coffee. Buy Tim a, buy Tim a lunch because, oh, my God, he will talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Um, I'm and come and do the course. But if you just, if you've got questions... Yeah, yeah, look, I'm I'm absolutely happy to talk to people. If somebody wants to buy me a coffee or a lunch, yeah. then, uh, you know, that's that's great. I love creating ideas mm. and AI gives us a capacity to create those ideas in an unlimited fashion. Yeah. If you can just harness that down into a, a bit of a path, a bit of a funnel, step-by-step -step approach, then it's less daunting and then you can actually get some speed and get some traction. So, yeah, happy to talk through ideas with people. Yeah, absolutely. because and what I've learned about um, yourself is that there's there's marketing and there's marketing, which is like everything. And what I love about what you do is the efficiency. So when people are um, people are grabbing a coffee, that's the kind of thing that I want them to start understanding is because of your, you've got the AI. And as we were saying before, it's somebody who knows how to use AI is, you know, how many times more efficient than somebody who doesn't? What's your estimation? 
Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd say you were pretty close with your 10 before, but yeah. I'd, I'm kind of leaning towards about 12. I don't know why. Yeah, and, <laughs> and next month it'll be 50, you know, because that's how, how much more functionality is coming into it the more you understand it and use it. And you're right at the front of it. You get the developer emails and, and you're knowing. Yeah, um, I think... Um, from survey, people are finding that they can save themselves up to like a, a day and a half per week yep. of extra time that they can do things once they've implemented AI. Yeah, and and that's I'd, different for all businesses. Yeah, I'd stretch that to three. Yeah, if you if you're using it well and you're knowing what you're doing, you've got that consistency. It it feels like a day and a half, but because you can do a month's work or worth worth work in a day and a half. I think it, oh yeah, I would challenge that and say it's probably a little bit more because when you've yeah. got your, you know, I did, um, I did seven weeks worth of work in a day. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. 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 Just because I knew what I was doing, I was very focused and I knew how to get that kind of production. So I just did it. And that's what yeah. it gave me in a day, which would have taken me weeks to be that organized before and to get into it. And then you've got to get into the flow. But yep. because I had um, AI with me, that's what I was able to do. Thanks to your course. Thanks yeah. to understanding right. it. More time to ride your horse and that's spend it. time with your son. Yes, that's yeah. it. That's cool. it. Or, or do whatever I want. Yeah, that's exactly. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your time, Tim. I'm so grateful that you're um, doing what you're doing and are able to share it with us and your local. Yeah, you are more than welcome, Tracy. Happy uh, to have been here and talk to you about AI and marketing and enjoying the beautiful Sanford surrounds. It's, yes. uh, it's a joy to work here. It is a privilege and I'm very, very grateful. Thank you very much.